BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Cool Zone Media. Hello. Hello, Mia. Uh, hello, you lot. Hello, podcast fans. This is. It Could Happen Here, a podcast about how the world is falling apart and some people who are trying to pull it back together. Today, we are not talking about people who are pulling it back together. We are talking about a guy who is constantly struggling to hold it together. And that, my friends, is Joseph Robinette Biden, old guy, United States president and uh, border fascist. And what's happening? Why are we talking about Joseph Robinette Biden today? Well, because you'll remember that Biden made some promises when he was campaigning in 2020. And it will shock you to hear that he is throwing migrants under the bus again uh, in an attempt to get Republicans in the Senate to stop stamping their feet and, and wailing and having a tantrum. Uh, specifically, the Senate failed to pass an emergency spending bill which would fund military aid. Among other things, it would fund military aid to Ukraine, Taiwan and Israel. And the reason they did that is because these Republicans are having a little tantrum about, quote unquote, border security. Border security probably doesn't mean what you think it means. In practical terms, what border security means is killing more innocent people, more people who are fleeing the worst things that are happening in this world at our southern border. It is making America a more deadly place for the most desperate people on Earth. That is what border security means. That is what I want you to think of when you hear people saying we should secure our border. Because the people you're securing it against are the Yazidi mother I saw carrying her children to try and come to a safer place. Uh, They are the Afghan grandmother 
who I saw walking through the mountains last weekend. Those are the people who we're securing our border against, right? And this is, sorry, this just, just pisses me off to an unfathomable degree for many of you. But the reason we're talking about this today is because whatever happens at the border, right, whatever policy we have at the border, migration won't change because what people are leaving is worse than that. And so they will still come here because they believe the lies that America tells the world and it tells its citizens about itself too, that, that this is a safe place. And for some people, it has been a safe place and that's a good thing. Uh, but what will change is how people are treated when they get here. Because what Biden has proposed is a return to Title 42. I made a whole series on Title 42 that you can listen to, but what he's proposing this time is a very similar policy by which the Border Patrol agent who meets people after they cross the border in between ports of entry can send them directly back to Mexico without them having a chance for an asylum hearing, right? This is illegal under international law and parts of US law. It doesn't, it's not clear what Biden's proposing or what the administration is proposing to do about it. Maybe they could change the immigration law. They could probably get enough votes for that, given that people in Congress seem to care very little about migrants. But this isn't a well-fleshed-out proposal, but what it very clearly shows, right, is the intent to throw some of the most desperate people on Earth under the bus. And that is, uh, it, it's, it's disgusting. It's abhorrent, and it shouldn't be unexpected either. The executive is a branch in democratic control that is utterly incapable of helping a single person, but is has the immense, terrible, and powerful authority to kill any person on Earth, and then secondarily to... Uh, if I'm just going to call it effectively perform ethnic cleansings by continually removing populations from the U.S. They could just do this. Yeah. That's and all like, they use the executive for. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have never once waived that executive power in, in defense of the little guy or people who desperately needed help, it would seem. Certainly not in the last couple of administrations. Uh, shout out to all the former Obama administration uh, staffers, by the way, for showing their whole ass by just screaming racist shit at Muslim people in the last few weeks. But uh, for, for people who hadn't already kind of worked out how terrible the Obama administration's policy was. So I want to talk a little bit about the things that they're trying to do. Um, so the first and foremost would be allowing Border Patrol to summarily expel migrants. Let me explain to you exactly how fucking stupid this thing is. I was present with a Border Patrol agent last week who was trying to discern who was a child or not, who was hampered in this by not being able to count in Spanish. Border Patrol agents do take a Spanish class in, in their academy, right? But how the fuck are we expecting this guy to discern the veracity of someone's asylum claim when he can't count to 18? Like, this person, right, under this proposed democratic, uh, pro like, proposal would have the effectively life or death choice of whether someone can make an asylum claim or they get immediately bounced back to Mexico, right? This person would, for instance, have the choice to send a trans woman who would not be safe, quote unquote, remaining in Mexico while she applied for asylum here back to Mexico to apply for asylum here, right? This person would be able to send someone who has very credible fears of, of violence in Mexico back to Mexico, where they often have no network, they have no resources. Um, it once again be putting the strain of our foreign policy and the fucked up shit we've done 
all around the world that has destabilized regimes, specifically across South America, but also all around the world. As a consequence of that, people aren't safe there. They're coming here to find safety, and, and we're placing it in the hands of a, of a random border patrol agent who may very well not speak the language or understand anything they're saying to bounce them back. That's not how we should do things. I think it probably goes without saying. They also want to begin a process of what's called expedited removal. Um, this allows immigration officials to deport people without court hearings if they don't ask for asylum or if they fail their initial asylum interview. Again, like the, this treating of people seeking asylum like they don't have rights or right, like, like they have to, that they get, they're guilty until proven innocent almost in this system, right? And to be proven, like to, to get these court hearings, to do well in these court hearings, they need money, they need lawyers. Those lawyers can cost anywhere from six to $12,000 from what I've heard. But these people aren't allowed to work in the United States. So we're creating a de facto system that privileges wealthier migrants, right? You know, 10, 12,000 United States dollars is a lot of money if you're coming from large parts of the world where, where wages are much lower, right? So having that kind of money isn't something that people who may be in desperate need of help uh, would have. For instance, yesterday I was speaking to a Yazidi family Yazidi, however you want to say it, um, who uh, people will be familiar with the way their community was treated by uh, ISIS, right? They're some of the worst genocidal and, and, and misogynist violence that we've seen this century was enacted upon that community. They're coming to the United States to be safe. And I, I don't think those people would have had the money to get together for, for a hearing, right? They speak Kurdish. I'd, I've never encountered a border patrol agent who speaks Kurdish, right? So, so they would have to make their claim on arrival. They could be immediately rejected. Uh, they could, if they fail their asylum interview, they could be uh, placed in this expedited removal process by which they wouldn't have a right to a court hearing, a lawyer, a translator, all those things. And the final thing that they've indicated that they want to do, and I think this is the most bizarre one, is that they have decided that they want to mandate the detention of certain migrants uh, while their claims are adjudicated. This one, uh, it seems like a, obviously like a massive concession to this sort of insane Republican right wing sort of demand that we criminalize all asylum seekers. And and, and I think which and I, and I want to say something like for a second about this, too, because like, yeah. You know, one of the ways that, that all this whole anti-migrant thing has is, is ramped up, like when I was a kid, like because there was, you know, I, I was like growing up when this this first sort of like anti-immigration hysteria was like ramping up. And back then, the hysteria was illegal immigration. It's like this stuff is all legal. <laughs> like, yeah, you have the legal like th these are literally people doing legal immigration. Yeah, they, and they, we're just here yeah. now. Where it's like, no, like, like you try you if you attempt to come into the U.S. legally, we are going to fucking put you in a camp. Like, it's fucking insane. It's like, like this is shit that like even like fifteen years ago, people would have been like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" But yeah, the the way that the way that this has been accelerated, and this is something that's and you know, and like the fact that Biden is fucking just like just going like, "Oh yeah, 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 we should this is this is fine." Like we're gonna do like this is. This is stuff that would have been unimaginable for a Republican president in the 2000s. Yeah. It is like the thing about this too is that none of this would have been possible without democratic complicity. This is this is this way the system has worked this entire time, right? There's a reason they called Obama the deporter in chief because he yeah. was the guy who could could have actually turned the tide against this stuff and just didn't and was just like fuck you, we're going to deport millions of people. 
And that's yeah. that's how we're fucking here with this shit over again. People who are literally coming to the country legally, which is what all these people said, spent all this fucking time saying you're supposed to be doing. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I think the claim of the Biden administration is I don't fucking know. Like, like they, they want people to use CBP-1, right? CBP-1 is the biggest fucking disaster in, in applications. Uh, I can't think of any, I don't know. It's like as bad as fucking Tesla's autopilot if Tesla's autopilot got to decide your whole future, right? Every single person I have met at the southern border has tried CBP-1. People aren't, like, no one wants to pay someone to drive them off-road across the desert to a shitty hole in the wall in the middle of the freezing mountain range 80 miles east of here and then to sit with their children while it rains, snows, freezes, and, and wait for one, two, three nights in, in this shitty conditions with maybe a tent that we dumpster dive from a Susan G. Komen event, right? Uh, or maybe, if they're really lucky, a, a, a yurt that me and my friends built from pallets, right? Uh, and no, no one in their right mind would want to do that. These people don't want to do that. They've tried fucking CBP-1. Most of them who I have spoken to, are carrying visa rejection letters, right? They've been to embassies all around the world and just been summarily dismissed. They don't give a reason for, for rejecting your visa, right? Um, they've exhausted all their options. No one wants to spend their life savings and walk across a desert. It's dangerous, right? But that is the only way they can do it. And as you say, it is perfectly legal to enter the country between ports of entry and immediately surrender to the first law enforcement agent you see to claim asylum. That, that is how one claims asylum when, when one is, is fleeing persecution and when we have shut the door through this stupid app that only recognizes white faces and crashes all the time and isn't in most languages. Uh, and it's entirely understandable that people are taking this route. We have corked bottle on migration and then shaking it up right for three years with title 42 which is this trump era policy that, that co-opted the covid pandemic which they allowed to rip through large segments of the united states community and pretended that by expelling migrants who are protecting us it didn't have any provisions for vaccination it didn't have any covid testing it was just a cynical attempt to use the pandemic and as we've seen through public records requests is something they'd planned long in advance to evict people from this country without giving them a chance at an asylum hearing. Um, and now Biden is doing this without even the pretense of an excuse, right? At least Trump yeah. made up some bullshit. Uh, it, it was transparent, but Biden isn't even bothering to do that. Uh, and he's just going to boot these people back into a place where they're going to be vulnerable. I've spoken to migrants who have been abused, who have been robbed in Mexico. It, it's... It's not a safe place for vulnerable people. And the more vulnerable people you put into it, the less safe it's going to get. And nor is it Mexico's fucking problem, right? Like, Henry Kissinger didn't fucking run Mexican policy and then get to live to 100 and die in his bed, right? It, it, it's a lot of these countries people are coming from, they're coming from because we fucked up their policy as a country. We fucked up their future, right? We, we did this neocolonial thing where we stole everything we thought was of value. We imposed dictators upon them when they chose socialist or more progressive regimes. And then we just put our hands up in the air and said, no, you can't come here. It's no space. Sorry. And, it, and it's, it's fucking inexcusable and it's abhorrent. Um, Mia, do you know what else is inexcusable and abhorrent? <laughs> is it the products and services that it aren't is, marketed yeah. on this show? 
<laughs> yeah, yes, the uh, the production services that that we so greatly loathe. Oh, hang on. I got something to say about the fucking products and services. We're doing this now because we've got time. There was an advert for Novo Nordisk in our podcast the other day, and I just want to take this opportunity to say an extra special fuck you to them because I have held in my hands the little fucking children who have died because they can't afford insulin. And the reason they have died is because these fucking ghouls want to extract every penny out of those of us who have diabetes. Uh, so I'm sorry that you heard those adverts, and you won't ever again. Uh, but here are some other adverts. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey guys, Mario Lopez here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit biotoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We are back uh, without, hopefully, adverts for uh, evil pharmaceutical companies. It's me and Mia, and we're talking about Joe Brandon and his terrible immigration policy. And so the final part of this, and perhaps the most bizarre one, uh, is that the the White House mandating the detention of these migrants pending their claims. The U.S. has never had enough enough detention space to do this, and, and we don't now. It remains extremely fucking unclear how this will be done. I will say that there was a big fuss made me, and maybe you remember this, that Biden was uh, cancelling private prison contracts when he first came into office. Do you remember his like executive order on this? Vaguely, yeah. Yeah, I think it got a lot of attention. 
that may have specifically applied to people who are in federal criminal incarceration. It's certainly never applied to people seeking asylum because those people have always been detained by third-party contractors like Core Civic, right? Uh, and they continue to be so under the Biden administration because, again, right, it is seemingly the implicit policy of the Democratic Party that these people are of less value and, and have fewer rights uh, than U.S. citizens or than people seeking permanent residence in this country through other means. You know, one of the things I I, I was I, I was doing this for other reasons for not this story, but I was going back through and I was reading the the Democratic Party platform from 2020. And if you go back and read the Democratic Party platform yeah. from 2020, it, the the opening thing is them talking about the like how they're they're when they're in power they're gonna uh, uh, do what's needed to dismantle uh, structural racism in this country. Fuck me! And it's yeah, like my ass. Like, and, and this is one of these these real the really sort of grim things about this, right? Is like the Democrats really really cynically capitalized off of like. Uh, like people's revulsion at the fucking horrible stuff yes. Trump was doing at the border, and then they got into power. They did all of the same shit, and nobody fucking cares now because that's that's literally what the Democrats are there for, right? They're there to def- they diffuse people's ability, capacity, and desire to resist doing the exact same fucking things Republicans are doing, and it's really effective. And the consequence of this is that now we're fucking here with like <laughs> trying to bring fucking the same shit Trump was doing back. Yeah, and you're right. Like so many people poured so much rage and passion into like, I'm sure you can remember the whole "no more kids in cages" thing. Like, yeah, I, mean, I, well, I, well, I, I will say this: I, I, I was always kind of cynical about that because I fucking remember Occupy ICE, and I remember all those fucking liberals who told me they'd be marching in the streets, just fucking abandoning us and leaving us to like deal with the fucking cops on our own. So, like, I, I think, I think it is like there's been a sort of mythologization to some extent of how willing people were to actually do shit under Trump. But they sure mm-hmm. as fuck not here under Biden. So yeah. then, yeah, there, there ain't no one in the street saying no more kids in cages now, right? Like they're not yeah. here for the little children I've met, you know, day in day out for the last six months who are going to be detained, who might be separated for their families. Yeah, and I, I want to. This is kind of off topic too, but like, we, so. This is this is a story. Like at some point, I'm going to do an actual episode about this. Um, there's been. I've been I've been trying to get to talk to people about this for a bit, but so there's been a whole bunch of shit with a lot of so one of the the, the subsequent things that was happening with all these people is that like the government in Texas has been like shipping them to random cities. Yes. And so a bunch of people have been shipped to Chicago and it turned and there there eventually were protests here, but like our fucking progressive mayor tried to have a basically a concentration camp company set up like a camp for these people on land that it turned out have been a toxic waste dump and yep. only just didn't do I, I i don't even think he ever backed out of, I, the a story here is kind of I, I think what happened if i'm remembering correctly is that the governor was like like pritzker was like what the fuck are you doing you can't have this stuff be on a toxic waste site but so that's like temporarily been stopped but like that's that's the kind of shit that's happening like in you know, like like Brandon Johnson, like nominally is one of the most left wing mayors in the U.S., and this is what is fucking happening, even in the from the sort of progressive wing, the Democratic Party, like the the concert, like the the Joe Biden conservative wing, 
is like even worse on yeah. this stuff. Yeah, and like the entire Democratic Party, in so much as it has, has and, and there was a time when it genuinely did show up for people trying to come to this country to seek asylum. At least it, it wouldn't. This is like the, the immigration system is like a ratchet, and it only moves to the right. And yeah. under democratic government, it wouldn't move to the right. It does now, and, and this means that there is not an electoral option for you, right? You cannot just vote if you give a single fuck about innocent people living outside of this country wanting to come here and be safe. You don't. There is nothing on the ballot box for you to tick uh, that that represents a serious option, and. That that's sad. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty fucked reflection of our electoral politics. But I think it also impels us to like look like, at someone who believes that there is not a ballot box option that is going to deliver us a system with dignity and democracy and, and justice anyway. Uh, I, I think like this is where we have to step up and do the stuff that we always talk about. Like it, it, this happened a little bit in twenty twenty, and it happened a little bit under Trump, but like. Now more than ever, the need to do mutual aid, especially for migrants, but also for unhoused people within your community, for all the fucking human detritus of of Joe Biden's dog shit governance, uh, it, it's right now. And like, it is, as I've seen personally, within the power of a very small group of people to impact the lives of a very large group of people through organizing. Like I've participated in mutual aid for a while. I'm sure many of the people listening have as well, but like if you if you haven't found the place or, or the way to do so, like it, it's uh, it's a great time to start organizing something. The options in the next electoral cycle are that things get worse or that things get much worse. Like I, I don't think we have an option which is uh, dismantling the structural racism <laughs> that is within the United States, uh, or even just not punching down on some of the most vulnerable people in the world. It would appear. And so look, to protect those people, I, I, it falls upon our communities. And that's a, that's a big burden to shoulder, right? When the state has enough money to send thousand pound bombs to Israel, right? and that means that we have to pay for beans for hungry children. Yeah, well, and, and I mean, the, th- the thing that this too, right, is like, it, if, you, if you spent the amount of money that the US was spending on trying to keep people out of the country on just like, giving like if you just gave that money to the same those same people we wouldn't be yes. having this problem right now like it isn't like putting people in a prison is like the least cost efficient way to do possibly do anything and it doesn't matter because the the, the whole point of this like and, and this is one of these things with the sort of ratchet right is eventually you're going to get to fucking like you know i mean like the the, the the situation we have now right now in greece where you have effectively a fascist government Who's up like pot like when like when 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 boatload boatloads of people go down in the Mediterranean like go down in the Mediterranean several hundred people die their popularity goes up because you know and and this is the thing you're gonna yeah. we're gonna we're 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 not that far away from in the fucking U S is the Republican demand in like maybe like eight maybe ten years is going to be just shooting people, like literally just machine guns at the border like this is this is this is where this is fucking going right? <laughs> oh it, you like, haven't seen the replies to my uh to my post on yeah well, like, when, I, when, I, when i when i say democracy, i mean i mean like like the like, this, this is going to be the demand of the fucking house like republican yeah. caucus right like yeah this is this is this is where this is fucking going and the democrats like you know and the democrats will take power fucking 12 years later and be like well we're only going to shoot some of the people at the border people are going <laughs> to call this progress right 
Yeah, she's and right. the only way <laughs> that this can be and this this cannot be stopped by voting for the Democrats. This is like, you know, and th- th- like people people thought this about Obama, and people also thought this about Biden was that we're going to vote for these people because they're going to be good on immigration, and like this is the reason why we're fucking are where we are now. Yeah. So, so like there there the, 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 there there is no solution to this that doesn't revolve around like fundamental systemic change to what the U.S. is. Because otherwise, we're just going to every single fucking year. We're going to be back here. Yeah. Um, talking of being back here, uh, we, we need to do a second advertising pivot. I think, right? There are two mid rolls in these. Yeah. Yeah. So we are back here once again, lamenting the fact that we have to introduce these adverts for you. Here you are. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey guys, Rob Parker here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like the rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with the new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a Toyota truck you buy Toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com Toyota, let's go places Discover BetMGM the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for non-stop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same game parlays exclusive signature bets odds boost promos and much more Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, and we we have returned uh, to lament the decline of the United States. I wanted to talk briefly about what Title 42 does to migration flow, right? As many of you will be aware, Donald Trump has built a big, beautiful wall along the southern border of the United States. Uh, The caveat to that being only some of it, and that they didn't do the hard parts, right? So the the places in Hukumba where people are entering, 
are gaps in the wall, right? There are camps at three of these gaps spread over about a 15-mile area. There are gaps all up and down the wall, right? Um, you'll very often see people saying, oh, you couldn't climb this wall. It doesn't matter. You just walk along it until you find a gap and get through. You also can climb the wall. We've seen people climb the wall. We've seen people cut it with angle grinders, right? Uh, but what happens with Title 42, what happens right now under what's called Title 8 of the United States Immigration Law, people enter the country through a gap in the wall and they wait and they surrender to a border patrol agent and say, I'm here to claim asylum, right? And then they end up in these open-air detention sites in Nakumba, et cetera. What happens on a Title 42 is that if you think you're going to be bounced directly back to Mexico and you believe that you aren't safe there, you attempt to avoid border patrol, right? And so you go to the places where they're going to be watching these gaps in the wall, one would assume. So you go to the furthest places and the hardest places and the highest places and the most rugged places, right? And you try and walk through those routes instead. You try and walk through, for instance, Valley of the Moon, which is just to the east of Acumba, where just last week some of my friends were involved in a search and rescue operation for a four-year-old child who'd become separated from their family coming from Afghanistan. And then they found that child, fortunately. But fucking no one else would have done it if they hadn't been there, right? Yeah. The result of this is that people will die in greater numbers crossing our border. And that's what we saw under Title 42 under Trump. And it's what we saw in Title 42 under Biden. Because the wars that like, I have attended that you've heard about on this podcast and the ones that I haven't and that you haven't heard about on this podcast are not going to stop because Joe Biden offered a concession to the Republicans. They will keep happening. The poverty that we have created in much of the world is not going to stop. It will keep happening. Transphobia, a thing that we have exported culturally. Well, that's on Britain too, right? Like, uh, definitely yeah. an island of turfs. It's been a collaborative effort between Yeah, the that, US that's what a special British relationship is about. It's yeah. uh, J.K. Rowling and Tim Pool. Uh, the, the, Fr yeah. the French are also complicit in this too. They're not getting fucking off the hook for this shit. <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah, this is not a podcast that's France off the hook for yeah. anything. But but uh, you know, I, 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 like, and this, I mean, this is something I think you're getting at too. But like, we in large part, like the U.S. and the U.K. are responsible for why transphobia is as bad as it is in in Mexico yes. right now, which is. It is so much more like as as bad as it is to be trans in the fucking U.S. It is so much worse in Mexico. Um, like the odds of you being killed are indescribable. Uh, even if you're not fucking killed, there's, you know, I'm like well, this is actually like the the one of the episodes next or what week will that be? The week after next? Like yeah. I'm gonna we're gonna replay the episode yes. like the interviews yeah. that I did with. Mexican trans organizers talking about the turfs there because they are armed and they will fucking like act. They will attack people. Um, yeah, yeah. It's look. They United Nations bleak. says yeah, it's bleak. The the UN says that life expectancy for trans people in Central America is thirty five or less. Right. That that's I am older than that. Uh, that is abhorrent. Right. That that you you are extremely likely to die young if if you are yeah. trans in in places not so far from here right and i think that's what i want to get at and it's the fundamental conceit of this whole thing is that border policy doesn't change migration 
Migration happens because people aren't safe where they are, and that's why they leave. They don't take this journey because it seems easy. Because even right now, it's incredibly hard. Uh, people walk thousands of miles. They walk across mountains. They run on. They take risks and hop on trains. They get extorted. They get robbed. Uh, they they get assaulted. Uh, young women often get sexually assaulted. Like it's a terrible and dangerous journey. And people won't stop taking that journey because. Joe Biden decided to do something different. The things that are driving them to leave their homes will still keep happening. And they will now have to take a more dangerous journey. And all that this does is make it more likely that those people will die on the way here or that when they get here, they'll have to live their whole lives always wondering if they're going to get sent back, right? Never really feeling safe. It, it robs people of what some of us can take for granted, right? Which is being able to go to sleep at night and feeling safe. And yeah, that that's, I guess, what we all voted for when we chose the anti-fascist guy in 2020. Like, it's a pretty fucking bleak vision of uh, politics in this country and the impact it has for people who don't get a choice to vote in this country. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it is a, it is, it is a functional definitional totalitarian regime. And it will never be fucking described as that by the academics who fucking use this language. But, you know, how 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 else do you describe living in a condition where you can at any point be removed and are spending literally all of your time attempting to flee a police state? Like, yeah, the U.S. the U.S. is and has always been an unbelievably authoritarian state, and it's getting more so fucking every day. And, you know, and, and this is also one of these things where it's like. I mean, we we literally saw this in 2020. The the people who got sent in to put down the uprising in Portland, it was fucking Bortak, right? It was it was it yeah. was the the it was it was it was the the border patrols like special forces units, yeah. right? Like that's that's the inevitable logic of this state, is that you any person who wants to resist the state eventually one day these people will fucking come for you too, and right. the question is whether you know it's whether you because Bortak didn't win really in like the stuff that they were trying to do in 2020 like they, they they basically kind of got beaten but you know they're still there they're still getting fucking money like oh, the they're getting party more is money to give more money yeah so you know either either we stop them now before they fucking have another trillion dollars to spend on this shit or you know we fight them again in like five years when there's more of them and they're better funded yeah and like the final thing I'll say with regard to that funding is maybe you're meeting your family over the holidays, right? Maybe you're hanging out with people who you don't often hang out with. Even if you don't care about, you know, the, the mother bringing her baby from Shingal in Iraq to, to here, who I met last night, right? Even if that doesn't bother you and you're so somehow heartless that, that you don't care. Um, I will say that, like, Every single time we put more money into border security, it ends up with all of us being surveilled more. If yeah. you attended a protest in 2020, you might have been surveilled by Border Patrol, right? If you walk around in the desert where I live, you're probably being surveilled by Border Patrol. If you use your cell phone without encryption, you might be being surveilled at the border, right? The companies, many of them uh, based in the US, some of them based in Israel, that are surveilling Palestinians are the same ones that are surveilling us at our border. Uh, and this will come back to bite you at the ass 
in the ass. This will come back to bite you in the ass, even if you don't care about migrants, because the moment you are not in lockstep with the government, you become a potential victim of that surveillance, right? And and a yeah. big thing with undocumented immigration is it essentially makes you illegible and, and therefore untaxable to the government, right? What what the government state at its very core wants people to be is legible and taxable and countable. If you think that isn't going to bounce back on, on trans folks, right, and, and making them, oh, specifically non-binary folks too, right, like the idea that you don't have a box to tick on a form and that makes you harder to be legible and statistically quantifiable by the government, all of this will come back and hurt you. Even if you're just a super right-wing libertarian who doesn't want to pay their taxes, like this border security is a thing that will eventually be used against you. Um, and... and I don't think it's in any of our interests to just keep handing these tools to the state that end up being used against the most desperate people in the world. And, and so hopefully, I know, like, there's, there's no one you can fucking vote for to change that. Yeah, uh, yeah, and you can feel free to write your legislators. Uh, I have been on the phone to my legislators about individual cases of people who I care about very deeply who are in a very grave amount of danger and they haven't done shit. Uh, so instead I go to the border and I build shelters out of pallets and tops for people uh, because it's the only thing that makes me feel like I'm not completely fucking powerless. And uh, so if you want to take that power dynamic back, you know, cook some beans, make some rice, buy some tops with your uh, holiday money and uh, go out there and start doing mutual aid. You don't even have to go on x.com or Reddit to do it. Just fucking go out and start helping people. You'll find other people who want to help and you can organize. And it's about the only way I can see that you can make things meaningfully better right now. Yep. Yeah. I think I think that's a good message to end on. Yeah, it is. Like, um, if you want to give your money to my little uh, mutual aid gang of wonderful people, uh, you can go to gofundme.com slash hakumba hyphen migrant hyphen camps. Hakumba is J-A-C-U-M-B-A. But you can also keep it. And I would love it if you started something yourself and, and, and told us what you were doing. That would make things less shitty for us. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit 
Visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.